Welcome to One Hot Thing, the podcast featuring advanced content marketing hacks from the world's best content creators. In each podcast episode, we take a deep dive into one aspect of our guests' marketing strategy, uncovering one specific content hack they use to grow their business. And now, your host, Natalie Haley. I'm very proud and excited to say that my guest this week is Brian Fanzo. Brian is the founder of iSocialFans, which has helped launch digital and influencer strategies with the world's most iconic brands, such as Dell, EMC, Adobe, and IBM. He's a self-professed, proud, pager-wearing millennial and dad of three girls. He hosts two podcasts, FOMO Fans and SNAC Talk. He's traveled to over 70 countries and has spoken at many of the world's largest events. He's a great guy, and Brian is going to reveal his one-hot thing in just a second. Just before I do, I just want to let you know about the packages that I offer for bloggers, podcasters, and video content creators. Each package has a basic and bespoke option, and it's designed to help you produce, publish, and promote high quality content consistently. Visit hotcontent.co.uk forward slash services, and you can see there as well how I help people such as Andrew and Pete stay at the top of their game with their content, pushing out amazing videos every single week. So now let's jump into the main part of the show and meet Brian Fanzo, who's going to reveal his one hot thing. Hello, Brian. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, Good morning. Uh, Thanks so much for having me on. I'm really excited about this one. It's absolutely fantastic to have you on. Would um, would you like to start by telling us what your one hot thing is that you're going to talk about today? Sure. So, you know, I think we hear a lot about community we hear a lot about, uh, you know, the power of content. We hear a lot about authenticity and uh, transparency. But the really, you know, my one hot thing is how can you focus uh, everything you're doing in the digital world so that you're talking with people, not talking at them? And I think that would be my one hot thing today. Excellent. That sounds like a really interesting concept. So do you want to just start talking us through it and, and how this kind of came about for you? Sure. So for me, you know, I, I, I've been very blessed, I think, for uh, you know, the last uh, six years or so since 2013. Uh, one of the things that I've uh, really invested hard in is not only growing my personal brand, but I've had that simple mantra that says, be yourself and being yourself, uh, you know, being myself in everything that I do. So everything from uh, the business I run to the content I create to the reputation I, I you know and when it when you're being yourself when you're trying your best to uh, put yourself out there it, it can be scary it can be a long journey but one of the things mm-hmm. that I, I strategically did from the start is that I didn't want to build a following on a social network I didn't want to build content for content's sake I wanted to build a community that would follow me wherever I go. Therefore, I could kind of pivot and enjoy the chaos that is business and as life today. Um, <laughs> and I've been very blessed. I've been traveling the you know all around the world. I've been to seventy four countries uh, a total uh, in total. And a lot of what I like to say is that I believe that the commu- the future of business is community. And if you start thinking about what that really means, like what is community? It's this ability to feel like you're building something that people are a part of that everyone has a shared purpose and a common passion. But one of the big disconnects is that, you know, as you grow your brand, as you start creating content and establishing thought leadership, we sometimes have a tendency to distance ourselves from our community. And I would argue that I think in this world we're living in right now, 
one of the keys for your content to be successful is how do you create content to shrink the distance between you and your audience, not make the distance greater. And I think for the last nine years or so, we've been using social media and digital marketing to distance ourselves from our community. And I, I, I do a lot of kind of studying from like the psychology side of this. And for mm -hmm. me, I think a lot of it comes down to how we position ourselves. Are we letting people know that we are on this journey with people? Or are we telling people what they do wrong and why we're better than them? And, and I, I don't make the argument that nobody wants to be marketed to in, in 2019. Nobody wants to be sold to. And I think our consumer, our audience, our customer has never been smarter ever. Uh, they're more connected. There's more opportunities to learn. Uh, if you really want to do anything in life, you could pretty much just watch a YouTube video and figure it out. <laughs> so the question now becomes, how do I build trust with people and bring them along on that journey. And the thing that I know that works really well, and this is, this is nothing new. This, is, this has been practiced, practiced uh, bef you know, since the beginning of time, mm -hmm. but people want to feel included. People want to know that you care about them. People want to know that, that you can relate to their problems. And what I, what, the way that you do this, and this is on every piece of content. So if you're listening to this, it could be, creating a podcast, it could be doing a video, it could be doing a live video, it could be simply writing a Facebook update, uh, it could be writing a blog post, it could be writing the copy to your website. And, the, and the, what I kind of put this all down to is, when you talk with people, you use words like we, mm -hmm. and this is the problem that, that we are having. And we use like, okay, this is, hey, hey everyone, this is a, today is a great day for all of us to do such and such. Mm -hmm. The difference to that is traditional sales copy um, and uh, for uh, really the way a lot of people um, convey themselves is they tell people, hey, this is a problem you're having. This is what you are doing. Mm. And it, in this world where we're trying to shrink the distance, every time you make it feel as though it, you, they need you to solve something, there is, there's a distance between us. And I think this, this comes down to you know, one of the, the things that I hear the most, you know, I'm very blessed uh, to travel the world as a speaker. One of the things I hear the most, you know, when people are talking to me is like, Brian, you know, I really want to stand out from the noise. I really want to be able to have my, my content, my business discovered. Mm. And they say, Brian, how do I reach this audience and stand out? And I really believe the way that you stand out, the way you build this community, the way you establish trust, mm. but this needs to be something you consciously think about in everything you do when you're online so that it, it is always a thing because it, it's great to do it once or twice, but if, if you really want to bring people along on their journey, if you really value the importance of being relatable and building trust, you really have to have this mindset and frame of mind that says, how can I, how can I address this problem? How can I present my services, my business objectives in a way that it's not me telling people I'm better than them, rather letting people know, hey, I'm with you, I understand, I relate, and then let's together solve this problem. Because I would say, you know, as I said before, not everyone wants to be marketed to or sold to, but I would say almost everyone wants to feel like they're included in something and they want to jo you join a group that together is going to make change. And I think that's, that, that's really where, where this all kind of came together. Oh, it makes perfect sense. And, you know, I love the, the real practical example of actually just incorporating it into your everyday language and your copy as well, using we instead of I. Would you say there's a little bit of a, not a disconnect, but... Um, a conflict in that 
we're often been told that we need to position ourselves as you know experts in our industries and in our fields um and how would you sort of advise someone that was worried about wanting to be seen as an expert but also sort of admitting that they've had the same problems as their audience has and, and using that we are struggling with and it's a problem that we face how would you sort of advise someone that's worried about that that sort of conflict this is, this is an interesting one because I think, you know, it's interesting that we, we often think or we've often been told or we often read in books that there is a, a desire and a need for us to be an expert, right? And us to be yeah. presented as a thought leader or us to be, you know, conveying, you know, and this is where I think there's a disconnect. I think this is a, I think this is a, a problem in how we're doing things because let's, let's not even talk about what we've been told. Let's think about us in our day-to-day -day life. If you had two options where you were able to listen, learn, or consume something from someone that is conveying themselves as an expert, or you, would, you could listen, consume, and learn from someone that says, I see, I've seen your pain, these are the things that I've done, and I'm going to tell you how I've done it, which one would you select? It's mm -hmm. almost a no-brainer, right? It's almost a no-brainer that we're like, well, we're going to go to the person that has been there with us on this, you know, that's been there, done that, that, that is thing that is out there. And so one of the things I always tell people, and this is, this is extremely in the world we're living in right now, the, I think authenticity is more important than anything else. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I, I will say this. I think every business is in the business of trust. And when you're trying to build trust, the question now becomes, how can I authentically tell my story? How can I authentically put things out there? And here's, here's the, the, the hard truth about this, is that nobody knows everything, nobody is perfect, and if you are conveying yourself as someone that knows everything or almost everything, or you're conveying yourself as someone that wants to be portrayed as perfect, here's the first thing you do when you do that. You immediately lose trust mm -hmm. because everyone that's listening to this, there's not one brand, one person in the entire world that is perfect or that knows everything. And so I think when, we're, when we, we believe in our head that we need to be an expert in order for someone to purchase our services or to, uh, to hire us to do something, I would actually argue we don't need to be an expert for them to hire us. We need to be able to simplify the process and either save them time, provide a, a, a process or a procedure that they can implement, you know, entertain them, inspire them, motivate them. Because more often than not, people aren't looking for an expert. People are looking for a, a, a way to, a shortcut, a way to, to get back, you know, and most of the time it's time. You know, the one thing we can't buy more of no matter what, no matter what country you live in is you can't buy more time. And so I don't think it's about, you know, being a, uh, someone that is, that is an expert. It's more about being someone that can convey something and allow someone else to, to be able to, to see that, right? And I think this is, it's an it's a, it's a interesting piece because, you know, when, when I say, you know, build your personal brand or, you know, my, my book that I've been writing, one of the big things is I believe everybody has a story to tell. And that we, we must, as a world, be better at putting our story out there. If we believe the world needs to be more empathetic and we need more empathy in our lives, it starts actually with us. We need to put ourselves out there. We need to portray, we need to, to let people know our vulnerabilities. We need to talk about who we are and what we're about. And when we start doing that, when, we, when everyone starts telling their story, one of the questions I always get is, Brian, well, you know, if, if I'm telling my story, 
you know, I, I don't think I, I'm an expert. I don't, why is, how am I going to stand out from the noise? And, and here's the funniest thing is that you stand out from the noise, not because you're claiming to be an expert or better than someone you are standing out from the noise because people are hiring you for who you are. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and this comes back into that, that old adage that people buy from people they like, but people also buy from people they can relate to. Mm. And that is the biggest, that, that is that biggest gap. So I, I, I will push back on the need to be portrayed as an expert. I, I, I firmly believe you actually need, it is more important to be, be portrayed as a trusted resource than it is to be an expert. Mm, absolutely. And you really do, you know, you practice this every day. I mean, I think it was um, on Instagram was it this morning. I saw a post, which I thought was great. You talked about how, um, you know, traits, you know, in your personality, which you'd been teased for at school have now become your kind of superpowers and you revealed what they all were. And it was, you know, it was quite, quite a lot to share on social media. So you are kind of practicing what you preach, aren't you, every single day? I, I am. And, I, and I, I try really hard. And I can tell you, being vulnerable uh, is, is something that is, uh, I would say, not innate as us and humans. It mm -hmm. is because there's a little bit, not, not, there's not a little bit, there's a lot of fear and there's a lot of, um, you know, not understanding the unknown. Uh, there's also in this world we're living in right now, you know, we have, we, we are, we're living kind of in polarizing times where there's a lot of fake news. There's mm -hmm. a lot of bad news. There's a lot of people that are selling things that, uh, you know, that they're, that they're, that aren't, you know, aren't truthful. And we really are, we're struggling right now in the world we're in is that, you know, I, I work really hard at putting myself out there, but I can't say that it's easy to do that. Right. And I can't say that it hasn't taken me uh, six years of, of testing things out. And one of those things for me is, you know, being transparent, and when I when I tell people that transparency has been one of my my secret weapons uh, for growing my business, my brand, growing my following on social media, launching my podcast, people sometimes think of transparency and oversharing as the same thing, right? And mm -hmm. and the way that I like to say that is, transparency does not guarantee trust. What transparency does is it gives you an uh, gives your audience an authentic window to look into who you are to decide if they are going to trust you. Mm. So that, that's a big step for me. And so, and I think for everyone that's out there, being transparent, putting yourself out there, even talking with people, not at people, is something that you have to decide yourself. That is something that you want to do. It's something that you consciously need to be working at. But you also have to, to test things to see what works, right? My, my level of transparency might not work for someone in a certain business line. My level of vulnerability might not work for someone um, that is you know, in a different country or that works in a different job. It's all about like risk first reward. But the, the, the underlying piece of it is people will relate more often than not with what your vulnerability, the things that scare you, scare me, the things that I sometimes have to think about, okay, how am I going to put this out there? They are without question, the bond and the links that people end up hiring me to speak at very, you know, these amazing opportunities around the world. Uh, so much of those things have, have come down to simply being Brian, the people are saying, Brian, well, I know that you have ADHD and you've struggled through, um, you know, your attention uh, disorder. And the fact that you put that out there, you know, I also struggle with depression or I also struggle. Mm -hmm. And that, that, that piece of me being that is, is extremely important. And I can tell you as my brand has grown, as my, you know, speaking on more stages, as people will quote unquote say that 
you know, you're more popular. Um, the, the compliment I get the most that I, that means the world to me is that whenever I get off stage or someone meets me offline is they say, Brian, wow, you are the same person that I've been following for years as you are, you know, offline. And I can tell you the reason that is, is because I work really hard at that. And I really try to say, try to, you know, I'm not going to tell someone to do something unless I'm willing to do it myself or I've already done it. And it's not easy to do that. It takes a lot of time. Um, I've done some things wrong. I've, I, it's, a, it's a journey, but, you know, I, I think you're going to uh, Atomicon uh, coming up very soon. And, and, yeah, and uh, you know, Andrew and Pete are, are two of the best, I believe, at that. Their, their content mm. is so much them. And they are two of the greatest people I've, I've been very lucky to meet. But I would mm. argue, you know, part of where, where the two of us kind of uh, cross circles, there was really an, an easy opportunity for um, me to, to want to portray myself as an expert to them, as if I was better than them because of what, you know, I was coming from America, my, my brand was growing to where, what I was doing. And funny enough, you know, like the, one of the first things I told them when I met them was how much I loved their YouTube videos and how much I was watching their, you know, and consuming their content. And I remember Andrew looking at me and being like, well, that's the last thing I expected from someone that was, that we were paying to go to an event to see. And, and I was like, oh, you don't believe that everyone learns from everyone and that we all are a part of this journey together. And, and then, you know, and, and he put his arm around me and was like, well, I guess that's why we think you're pretty awesome. Right. And I think, you know, and, I, and that's why they've been doing great things. You know, I, I believe the way that they put themselves out there, you, uh, you know, we've been lucky enough to hang out and, and meet each other, uh, you know, in person as well. And I think this is where, you know, if, if you want to look at the world today, I think there are for the, you know, the last 10 years, there are a lot of people that are very successful by selling unicorns and rainbows, faking it till they make it, telling everybody what they do wrong, selling all of these courses that really don't solve any problems. And I will argue that those days are numbered. Those things are ending. And the way that you will truly stand out today is building trust, being authentic, talking with people, not talking at people, and being willing to be unapologetically yourself and and it's it's it takes practice it takes time um you know even you know you once you think you have it uh things will change for me i i was really getting at my getting good at putting myself out there and telling my story and then i went i started to go through a divorce and as soon as you go through a divorce now that throws you into a whole nother category and and i i started to learn things more things about my community and and how i tell things but you know i i i think that's part of the exciting thing is that I, I truly believe, and this sounds fluffy, but I'm, I put it out there, is that I really do believe that we can change the world together by good people doing good things and us highlighting those good things. But the way that we do that is through trust and authenticity. And it oftentimes starts by, by the mindset that we have before we, we create content and before we do anything online. And that mindset for me is you know it's it's my it's the first marketing philosophy I've ever had, and what I call it, what I say is think like a fan. My last name is Fanzo because that works pretty well. But yeah. when, I, when I'm creating any piece of content, no matter what I'm doing, every post, what I do is I visualize somebody that is that is going to be re consuming it. I, I visualize who they are. I visualize where they are in their life, even where they are. You know, are they riding in a car? Are they sitting at their desk at a job they don't like? Are they um, working late hours and they're consuming this, you know, late at night? Whatever that may be, I think about them. I think about their problems. I think I put myself directly in their shoes, 
And then what, just before I create that piece of content, I say, okay, how can I help them and let them know that I can feel their pain or I can, I've been there. And then that's how I prep, you know, like my, my tagline is press the damn button. Right. And so just before I press the damn button, I, I, I think like a fan, I, I put myself in their shoes. I, I think maybe about one person or a group of people. And then I, as I'm creating that content, I'm talking with directly that group. Right. And it doesn't matter if you have one follower or a half a million followers. If you treat social media as one-to-one -one conversations that happen in public, you will be amazed at how many more people respond and connect. Like the tweet that you were talking about that I, I told people, you know, the things that I used to be made fun of mm -hmm. that, um, that, I'm, that are now my superpowers. I mean, I think that I looked at this, this, the data on that tweet and it reached something like 1.1 million people. It has, you know, 480 retweets, you know, and, and that's not something that I can tell you, my, my average content on Twitter, that does not happen. But right. it's so amazing that so many people were reaching out to me both publicly and privately and saying, mm -hmm. wow, Brian, I'm starting to realize that too. Or wow, Brian, I was there as well. And mm -hmm. that, that is how you become memorable. That is how you build a community. That is how you can do amazing things together. And it all comes down to talking with people, not at them. Yeah. Oh, Brian, it's amazing to listen to you. It's like your passion just comes through the microphone. It's just amazing. Well, I, 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 I appreciate that a lot. And the reason that is, you know, and, you know, I can't turn my passion off. Like it's no. kind of a, it's a blessing, but I also, I'm, I'm a direct result of all of this, right? Like my, my life has changed. My business has changed. My, my, my passions and what I want to accomplish have all changed by simply investing in building a community and caring about other people and, and really, you know, doing my best to, to be my authentic self. And I can tell you what I do, I, I hear this all the time and there's people that are listening to this right now. I love the topic and I love that you really wanted to give actionable advice. Mm -hmm. But if you're listening to this right now and you're struggling at telling your story, you're struggling at creating content, you're struggling at understanding the value of digital marketing or social media or whatever it may be online. Here's what I'm going to say is that for me, everything changed when I stopped trying to be like everybody else, when I stopped trying to, to tell people what, what their problems were, and I started just being myself in everything that I do. And so I hear all, I mean, I host three podcasts. I speak at about 60 events a year. Um, you know, I create about eight to 10 videos a, a week for uh, clients. And I always hear, Brian, how do, you, how do you find time for all that? And how do you do all these things? And it comes down to, I don't have to become someone that I am not. I don't have to overthink something. I, I, I truly embrace things at, at who I am. I'm not afraid to say what I don't know. I'm not afraid to put myself out there. I'm not afraid to pivot. I'm not afraid to change my mind. I'm doing a podcast uh, on my podcast uh, today where I made an announcement two episodes ago about something I was excited to, that was happening. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, the, that, that sponsor for that podcast ended up pulling out. And I'm going to go on my podcast today. And I'm just going to say, hey, I was super excited. I kind of jumped the gun before I got a contract. And, you know, that kind of happens. And, mm -hmm. and for me, I'm at a place in my life where this, this, none of this overwhelms me. I don't ever feel as though uh, I have to really work at putting myself out there. And it comes down to that simple idea that if you are, if you are yourself in everything that you do, 
this all becomes easier when you meet somebody offline, you're the same exact person. Because the hardest thing about the world we're living in right now is if you're trying to portray someone that you are not or trying to sell something that is not uh, authentic or trying to build content that doesn't match who you are, it is a heck of a lot of work. It is really time consuming. And in the long run, you will be exposed and it will not be valuable. So I'm extremely passionate because I can say my life, uh, you know, you know, I know the date, which is kind of crazy. November 2nd, 2013 is when I decided, uh, you know, I, I guess I, I, I firmly went all in, in, in building a community and, and being myself. And the results have been amazing. And I believe, you know, I'm charting the path for my three daughters to do the same. So I appreciate you saying that because oh, um, there's not often I can break it down at this level. And I, and I love that you really wanted to break it down this level on the podcast. But um, the, I, I'm not telling people to do this because I believe it works. Uh, I'm telling people to do this or I'm explaining why they should do this because I'm proof that it does work. Oh, amazing. Thank you so much, Brian. I really appreciate you giving us that, you know, really personal, personal insight. Would you um, just let everybody know where they can connect with you? And please do tell people about your podcast as well. Sure. Uh, so one of the things in this crazy world we live in, um, one of the things, if you want to stand out, you have to be very consistent. Uh, consistency, funny enough to me, is one of the secret ingredients, yet um, it's very easy to do, yet most of us don't do it very well. So I am iSocialFans with a Z at the end. So iSocial, F-A-N-Z or Z uh, at the and I'm, I'm that uh, on every single social media account. My website is isocialfans.com. Um, I do create a lot of content. I host three podcasts. Um, but you know, I always tell people, you don't have to follow me on every channel. Uh, whichever channel you, you prefer to consume content, I would appreciate you to follow me. Uh, and the, the two podcasts that would be really relevant to the audience, um, I host a podcast called FOMO Fans, uh, which stands for the fear of missing out. Uh, and I, I try my best to cure your fear of missing out around digital and social media and entrepreneurship every week. And then my newest podcast, which I'm super proud of, and it's just, so, it's just been such a fun project, is called Just Try This. So if you just search, just try this, or you go to just try this podcast.com. Uh, I teamed up with my good friend, Amy Landino. She's known as Amy TV on YouTube. Uh, she's been a close uh, friend of mine for about five years. And we simply create a podcast where we sit on a couch together in person and we just have a conversation and we bring you on in the room with us for this conversation. Uh, and we talk a little bit about everything and anything, uh, but it's probably the most authentic content I've ever created and the results have been amazing. We're, we're trending on the front page of the, uh, of the business uh, section here on iTunes in the United States. And uh, so yeah, those are the two podcasts, uh, FOMO fans and just try this. And, you know, I really appreciate you having me on. Uh, I'm excited for us to connect again in person. And yeah. you know, I, I love, I love what you're putting out there. I think for, there's a lot of people that have to understand not only the power of content, but the power of connecting with great people. And uh, I was excited to come on here because I, I really do think that you're doing a, gr a great job at, uh, you know, inspiring audiences and, and really, you know, kind of pushing the, the, the needle forward. So thanks so much for having me. Oh, thank you, Brian. You've made my day. I've never done this before, but I'm going to ask you one final question, which has just popped into my head. This is really random. <laughs> I'm going to ask you what you're having for your dinner tonight. Ooh, so I'm, uh, I, I kind of like that random. Uh, <laughs> I'm always thinking about food. Oh, me, me too. I'm, 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 yeah, so I'm like, I wonder what Brian's going to have for his tea tonight. <laughs> I, 
I, I like that. So I, I, I have my daughters tonight, you know, as a dad, uh, divorced dad, I, I have my daughters uh, a couple of nights during the weekend on the weekend. And so I have my daughters tonight. And if I have to guess, uh, knowing my daughters, you know, after a school night, more than likely, we will be having Chick-fil-A. We'll be eating Chick-fil-A tonight because my, my daughters absolutely love uh, a Chick-fil-A. But uh, yeah, that's, that's a good one. For, for me, that's, that's probably what we're eating. What is that? You're going to have to tell me what that is. So, so Chick-fil-A is a, it's a, a fast food chain here in the United States that serves oh. uh, chicken sandwiches. I would argue, argue that they have the best breaded chicken sandwiches here in the U.S. Uh, but that, that's, that's probably what they, they, will, they would select uh, tonight. If I had to pick myself, uh, I would probably have like a Mexican burrito. I'm a big burrito fan. I like Chipotle <laughs> and, and a lot of those burrito ones. But yeah, my, my daughters really like, uh, they have amazing waffle french fries and chicken Ooh. sandwiches. So that's what I'll probably be eating tonight. Sounds good to me. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Brian. It was so great to have you on and um, yeah, catch up with you soon. This podcast is part of the You Are The Media Network. For more content marketing advice, head to hotcontent.co.uk. Why not join the Hot Content Marketing Group on Facebook too? Come and meet other like-minded entrepreneurs and share knowledge, ask questions and gain support in promoting your business online. See you in there.